you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. Uh, Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I realized I never actually played the trailer for a Joker, and I think it's important because I, I I tell you one thing: when a movie gives me goose, when a trailer gives me goosebumps like that, because I'm remembering the way things actually were in the movie. You can tell, spoiler alert, it was a good movie. And I say spoiler alert because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about why I thought it was a good movie later on. And I know we didn't talk about it. We had a we we really talked a lot on uh, Monday, but we need to finish this. Um, we also are going to need to have some serious discussions on some important things like the Syria Kurd problem. I've got some definite thoughts to that. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the impeachment garbage that I really care about. I know that I did something really different yesterday. I actually started caught. Excuse me, I had to belch. I, I started commenting on the debate during the debate. I'm probably going to need to change that a little bit, but uh, I, I, I just... I just was going off yesterday. So if you heard the debates last night and you listened to my comments, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that live. So, but you know what? I'm not going to talk about the debates. They were stupid. They were boring as I, they were really boring. So I think I literally, I, I got through maybe an hour of the debates and then I turned them off. So, but I want to finish my review of Joker. Um, because I and I realize I really want to finish the review when I listen to the trailer. I forgot to play the trailer on Monday, so I decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna play the trailer. So I had a lot to say on uh, Monday. Uh, it, it went over the Dave rule, so I had to cut it short. Tonight, what I want to do is actually complete it. I want to talk about two things. First off, the controversy, and that will be most of this podcast we'll be talking about okay why was this such a controversial film uh for some reason the left was really throwing fits and i don't know why simply because i hadn't seen it so uh, we're and then finally at the end we're going to talk about the actual movie what i liked about the movie and that includes like the mood 
the cinematography, the acting, things like that. And I'll give it a little bit of a rating at the end. I usually rate movies between three and five stars. Um, you, you better get used to that because I am finishing my second book. So I've got a couple of books to rate. Believe it or not, the podcast, the uh, blog is actually written. The script is already written for my first book. So, but actually, I take it back. I have three books I have to rate. The pot, the uh, script is written for the first book, which I totally forgot about. And it's really, it's, I read some really great books. And actually, I didn't read them. I listened to them on uh, Audible. But they were really great books. They were very moving. And I think I've got a book idea from one of them. So the first thing with Joker, let's talk about the controversy because the controversy is a, a big is a big deal. There are, I'd say, four main controversies to this movie. Uh, the first is that people who are in cells will be triggered, and when they're triggered, they're going to actually go out and commit acts of violence, and. There were a couple examples that, that the left used. And by the way, when I say left, go, go to com. I actually have an article from Vox and one from HuffPo, Huffington Post, which are extremely left-wing uh, news sites. News. I'm going to put that in air quotes because I, they're not really news. So here's something you might be asking yourself. I, I've got an intelligent group. I What's an incel? An incel stands for... Um, involuntary celibate. This is defined as a white man who is unable to find a sexual partner or sexual partners. If you're asking yourself, why does an incel have to be a white man instead of just man? It's because white men are evil and I guess men of color are, are always getting late. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Yeah, was Joker an incel? Yeah. Well, I mean, he wasn't getting laid whenever he wanted, but even in his okay, even in his fantasies, he wasn't getting laid. So I'm not sure that is exactly one of the things he really thought was important. Here's the thing. The Joker is an incel, he loses his mind, he kills people of color, and we'll get into that later. Because he actually didn't. Let's just talk about the incel thing. Okay, and this is why I completely dismissed this, this argument. I have a girlfriend. And I was an incel. I had an ex-girlfriend. And while I was in that relationship, I was an incel. I didn't have sex for almost two years after my divorce, so I was an incel. I was married for 20 years, had a healthy sex life, but I was still an incel during the marriage. Here's what, here's the thing. Men never get sex whenever they want it, period. In other words, Men are always incels, even if they are in a relationship. I don't believe an incel is a thing. And that's why I totally reject this argument. It's just another made-up 
weird word that millennials can use to expand the victim class. It's a way that if you're a straight white man and you're a millennial or a Gen Zer or whatever, you can sit back and make yourself into a victim. Okay, stupid argument. Incel doesn't exist. It never existed before. I've never even heard of it. So let's drop that stupid argument why this movie is bad and why this movie causes controversy. Yes, Arthur Fleck was an incel. Um, so are 99.9996% of men in the United States. I'll give that in the world. Stupid argument. Don't want to hear it. Let's move on to the next argument. And that's that Joker will trigger the mentally ill and the mentally ill will commit random acts of violence and mass shootings. And the example that these folks actually use is the uh, mass shooter in Aurora in the Aurora theater theater in Colorado. I won't mention this kid's name. It's not important. The shooter attacked the theater that was playing Batman: The Dark Knight. Ooh, coincidence, yes. And he had colored hair, and I think his hair was red. I don't think his hair was red. Well, that's not exactly a great example that the left should use, okay? Um, the Aurora shooter was a nut job, there's no question, but he wasn't triggered by Batman the Dark Knight. The Aurora shooter was just nuts. And he was triggered because he couldn't seem to get any help from anybody. Okay, which by the way is going to be later on. We'll talk about that. He was crazy. He was flat out crazy. The reason he chose Batman the Dark Knight is because the day he went to the theater, it was the initial weekend release, and he thought it would be a great theater to go in because it would be the most crowded, and he wanted his death count to be high. Okay, so Batman had nothing to do with why the Aurora shooter started shooting people. The other problem with this whole argument is that he didn't color his hair red because of the Joker. He colored his hair red because his friend had covered it, colored it blue, and red and blue matched. It could be that he was red. His hair was red. They were both white, and they were and his friend's hair was blue. Maybe there's some racial thing there. By the way, none of that's been discussed. I'm coming up with that. Okay, I don't know what's true or not. But his friend had blue hair. He had red hair. They're both white, so I'm assuming red, white, and blue. White nationalist thing? I, I don't know. I doubt it. And by the way, Joker's uh, hair was not red or blue. Joker's hair was green. So right off the bat... You can just drop that, okay? Finally, the Joker was mentally ill, and this is a way for a movie to actually... actually trigger the mentally ill. Um, not buying that one either, because here's the thing. The Joker was always mentally ill. 
He was mentally ill in that Adam West Batman series back in the 70s and late 60s. He was mentally ill in every comic book. And that includes the positive comic books and the negative comic books. Because don't forget, comic books, they write them... There's the dark Batman comic books, the kind of like Dark Knight thing. And then there's the boom, pow, wow, uh, Batman that you actually see in the... (laughs) You actually see on television, which are happy, easier for little kids to deal with. But there was no question, Joker was always mentally ill. And... Here's the other thing. Joker was also mentally ill in the Dark Knight series and no one killed anybody. He was just as dark, just as disturbed in the Dark Knight than he was in Joker. I think he was just as much a serial killer. He was just as much. He was just as he just as bad in the Dark Knight. Nobody killed anyone in the Dark Knight. Okay. And by the way, when I say the Dark Knight, that was not the Joker. The dark the Dark Knight. I think it was the last Dark Knight movie where it wasn't had nothing to do with the Joker. So no, I don't think it triggers mentally ill. Well, here's the thing, they get. The left was getting really desperate and they had to find some reason to get rid of this movie because this movie was just, everyone wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. And what the left doesn't understand is I want to see it because the left didn't want me to see it. Because if the left says something, that means the opposite's probably true and I'm going to go for the opposite. And trust me, we can talk about that 5,000 times. The left got desperate and then they decided to make one last-ditch effort to prevent this film from being shown in theaters. And that was to yell, there was a Gary Glitter song in the movie. (sighs) Okay, yeah. Bad decision. If you don't know who Gary Glitter is... And I didn't. I had no idea who, who he was or any of his songs. He was a glam rocker from the late 60s and early 70s. He was also convicted of child porn, child molestation, and child rape. He served 16 years in prison. Uh, he's a pretty weird dude. If you look at pictures of him, I'll actually throw a couple up on uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. He's a pretty weird dude, which is probably why I never really paid attention to him. But here, this is the song, which is called Rock and Roll Part 2 or something like that. This is the song they played in Joker.
it, I bet it does, especially for someone my age. That song was played at every baseball, football, basketball, and hockey game between the years of 1985 and 1999 when Gary Glitter was arrested. No kidding. I did not even believe that song was by Gary Glitter, the pedophile, because I had heard the song so frickin' much. Heck, I didn't even know he did the song. I, I, I didn't know who the guy was. So, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what took the media so long to find out that this song was actually in the movie because you know something? It was also in the trailer. This is not a shock here. It, 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 in other words, it, it makes me think that they did not care that the song was, let's face it, we're talking Roman Polanski is still winning Oscars. So I'm not so sure that Gary Glitter had anything to do with this stuff. It just sounds like a hit job. And the next thing that doesn't bother me about the song is I wasn't there to hear the song. I've heard the song. I got it. Maybe if these guys knew they could have picked another song because the scene where the song was played, uh, really, you could have put 50 different songs in that, that section. But even if they didn't know anything about Gary Glitter, and by the way, Todd Phillips, a pretty smart guy, so I'm not buying it. Um, guess what? Last time I went to a bowling alley, they're still playing Michael Jackson songs. So let's be careful. Art is art. But here's the thing. I'm not so sure Todd Phillips didn't do this on purpose. Artistic. Okay, he's an artist. He is an artist. Todd Phillips, his movies, these movie guys think it's art. Okay, that's great. Because here's the thing. The only time this song played is when Joker came out and he was an official serial killer at that point. So the only... When you hear that song, you relate it to a serial killer. Pedophile being related to a serial killer? Does that sound like it's an accident? Because I didn't think about the song after the after it happened. And I didn't think about... I didn't... I'm saying I'm not so sure that Todd Phillips, who is a brilliant director, great writer, I'm, I don't know if he's a great writer, but he's a brilliant director. I'm not sure, sure, putting Gary Glitter's thing was an accident. Putting a pedophile who served 16 years in prison for porn, just the most diabolical, ugliest things that could happen in society. He mixed it with the Joker, who is the most diabolical, disgusting human being. I don't think that relationship, I'm sorry I clapped too loud, but that relationship was an accident. I, I'm sorry, I don't. If it wasn't an accident, I wish Todd Phillips would come out and say it wasn't an accident. And because it was brilliant in that case. Even if that piece of crap Gary Glitter gets money off the movie, which apparently he may not. So, anyway. 
Um, finally, this is the dumbest in-movie criticism that the left had, is that um, the Joker represents a white supremacist. Okay, I don't even have to waste a lot of time with this. They're, they're just, there's a bunch of problems with this uh, argument. Actually, I, I lied. There's one problem with this argument. Okay, no, two arguments that's wrong with this argument. First off, two problems with this argument. First off, he never killed any white people. I, I'm sorry, he never killed any people of color. He only killed white people. I, 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 he killed his mother. She's a woman. Maybe it's anti-feminist or sexist. I don't know. His only love interest in the movie, and this is the second problem with that argument, was a black woman. He was attracted to a black woman. Now, I, I will even go so far is he didn't kill one of the most excluded minorities in modern in the modern day the dwarf there was a dwarf he could that's a oh shoot i should have said spoiler alert well yeah okay you're going to see it anyway there was a dwarf he could have killed the dwarf after he killed the big white guy but he didn't kill a dwarf because he liked the dwarf the dwarf is a minority and they're really funny. And a good movie needs to have dwarves. And I'm probably going to get banned from everything after saying that. But dwarves are great. I love dwarves. And he didn't kill the dwarf. You can't say he's a white nationalist. You can't say he's a racist or anything like that. Because he let the dwarf live. Now, I guess you could call him a white nationalist. Um if everyone that the Joker killed, and there were probably about seven or eight, was a Jew, maybe he's a white nationalist and maybe he's that kind of guy. Um, but I kind of doubt they were all Jews. So what's the argument here? He didn't kill a person of color. As a matter of fact, the protesters were people of color. So why is the left flipping out about this movie because everything in this movie is making fun of leftist ideology the setting is Gotham City it's a slum it's a crap hole high crime hookers porn theaters and dirty it is a parallel to New York City they even have the same buildings New York City was not always a crap hole. At one point, it was actually a great city under Republican Rudy Giuliani. But when the Democrats took over, look at it now. Now it is the second, it is the city with the second worst homeless problem. It's become dirty. There are drugs on the street. It's absolutely a terrible city. And one of the reasons, and they bring, and, and, and Phillips does bring this up, is politics. We need a leader who's going to get us out of this. And apparently, um, if you accept the parallel, the Dem Democratic Party 
can't get them out of there. Look at freaking de Blasio. He's, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to go into de Blasio. So let's forget it. That's the first thing. Second thing, the rioters or protesters represent left-wing protest groups such as Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They are violent, unreasonable, disruptive. They hide their faces behind masks. They hate cops. They assault cops. And they use the term resist. It was in the movie at least 10 times. This is the left's term. This leads us to the third reason. Why are the protesters protesting? Because they hate rich people. They think rich people made them the way they are. Put them in the position that they're in. Now, the rich and elite in this movie were not great. Um, the first three people created Joker. And they were elite. They were assholes, but they were they were elite. They were rich. But Thomas Wayne, who turned out to be Batman's father, wanted to be the mayor to end the corruption that was causing the poverty in the city. And he was killed. And he was not killed because of his politics. He was killed because he was rich. He was killed. His wife was killed leaving Bruce Wayne alone, and Bruce Wayne became Batman. The final in-film proof that this movie is, is a leftist movie, is an anti-leftist movie, is Joker himself, Arthur Fleck. He is the stereotypical millennial. He's entitled. He thinks he deserves what he wants, even if he lacks the capacity or the effort. He lacks the ability to take responsibility for his own actions. Instead, he blames the world. He doesn't take responsibility for his own well-being. He depends on the government and blames the government when it disappears, when his help when his assistance disappears and leaves him on his own. This is, you can hear that when you're listening to the clip that I actually posted in the beginning of the uh, podcast. He sits there and says, you're not listening. You're not listening. If you saw that entire scene, he's asking, where am I going to get my drugs? But he, you know, you're 40 years old. Time to take responsibility for yourself. Sorry. Now, outside the movie, there's Todd Phillips. He hates Hollywood and the woke culture. If you don't know who Todd Phillips is, he is the director and he directed movies such as The Hangover, Road Trip, and Old School. Movies that were incredibly funny, fantastic movies, incredibly politically incorrect. I mean, there is no way. 
Todd Phillips was quoted when the first controversy in this movie came out. Todd Phillips was quoted saying, quote, go try and be funny nowadays with this woke culture. There were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the effing funny guys are like, F this crap. And it, he actually said shit, but I'll say crap. Because I don't want to offend you. It's hard to argue with 30 million people on Twitter. You just can't do it right. Do it, right? So you just go, I'm out. End quote. Todd Phillips is a leftist. Todd Phillips is a liberal. He's not a conservative. But Todd Phillips made some of the most offensive movies you could think of. Old school? The Hangover? But these were works of art. They were fun to listen to. They were fun to watch. Old school and, and, and Hangover, I've seen dozens of times, if not hundreds. They were fantastic. He stopped making comedies because of the woke scolds. Now he's being slammed for a drama. This is terrible. This is the death of art. And we need to stop it. And Phillips basically said that. I think it's incredibly sad. I think it's incredibly tragic. Okay, so right now, I'm already over the Dave rule. So we're going to have to go into my criticism of the movie. Um, this movie was incredibly dark. I was told by my buddy Dean, and I talked to Dean and Valerie, I think I said that in the last podcast, after I saw this movie, and they said, it's really, really, really dark. Um, yes, it is darker than anything I have ever experienced. I brought my partner to this movie. And there she is. Hold on. Give me one second. Throughout the entire movie, she had her hand over her mouth and couldn't believe what she was saying. And I kept wondering, couldn't believe what she was seeing. And I kept wondering, you know, are you okay? And she said, oh my God, oh my God. So as far as viewer impact, it had a, it had a heavy viewer impact. I had goosebumps the entire movie. I was completely in shock the entire movie. My partner was completely in shock the entire movie. And what made, what proved that the movie was good was that we talked about the movie three hours after we saw it. She didn't like it. She did not like it. But she couldn't stop talking about it. She couldn't keep and stop analyzing the movie. And I did the same thing. I thought it was the perfect Joker movie. It was the perfect Joker Origins movie. It was fantastic. Um, the cinematography, the background, very dark. 
Um, I needed a shower after I finished this movie. The Joker, his surroundings, it's just, it was disgusting. Even when he cleaned up, the putting on of the makeup, which was supposed to be, I don't know, um, bringing himself out to something that would be acceptable, was disgusting. He was a disgusting character. Which was really awesome. You sit there, there is, and you're going to see this in the movie, and it's not really a spoiler, but when he's putting on the makeup, he sticks the brush on his tongue, licks the brush, and then starts putting on more makeup. That sounds like it's a very minor thing, right? No. The Joker, Arthur Fleck at this point is try, is coming out. He's coming out, not as gay or anything like that. He's coming out as the real him. And the real him is disgusting and disturbing and dirty. And him licking a dirty brush that has makeup on it just accentuates that. By the way, I could be dead wrong on all of this. I'm an English literature major. I have studied... Great works of art, including um, including Steinbeck and Poe and I I, 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 and I hate Shakespeare. Shakespeare sucks, but uh, uh, Chaucer, I love Chaucer. So I maybe uh, Umberto Eco, maybe I'm making more out of this than it was, but it's just the character was disgusting. and it bothered me. Uh, and I think that it he was walking. Let's talk about the acting now. Let's talk about the acting because now we're we're entering the character and the directing, the directing, and the cinematography were just dark and awesome. They were fantastic. The acting was exceptional. Joaquin Phoenix, if he doesn't win an Oscar in this movie, we all know why. He, best actor I've ever, this, Joaquin Phoenix, I've always loved. I loved him in Signs, for Christ's sake, and that was a crappy movie. Joaquin Phoenix was incredible in this movie. He played a psychopath beyond all belief. I mean, he looked disgusting when he had shirts off and all you see were ribs I oh he was fantastic win an Oscar um everyone else was just kind of there it was all it was really all centered it was like the Batman with Jack Nicholson with uh Jack Nicholson was the movie Joaquin Phoenix was this movie so, cinematography was fantastic. Uh, script was fantastic. Uh, acting was incredible. The metaphors and symbolism were fantastic. What was wrong with the movie? Development. There was a, a lot of things that weren't developed in the movie. Um, jo- Arthur Fleck's relationship with his mother, not developed. 
Okay. Uh, he killed his mother. This should have had a harder impact on the viewer than it did. And it didn't because, okay, she was crazy and she was a bitch. Big deal. So what? My mom's crazy and a bitch. I, I, I just don't think that's a real big shocker. They needed more character development. Now, granted, this movie was less than two hours, and I think that was probably why. The other issue with this was... Um, it was centered around Joker, and even though it was only two hours, it probably could have been an hour and a half. I also would have liked them to explore a little bit more with Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne, and I can't give you why, because that would be a spoiler, but I would have liked to see the character relationships explored a little bit more. In essence, the movie was fantastic. I need to see this movie probably about 10 more times. I think there's a lot to unpack in this movie. And I even think that this review is not fantastic because I haven't seen this movie more than once. Um, I give this movie out of five stars. Five stars being complete awesome. Zero stars being... Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a... I, the Planet of the Killer Tomatoes or something like that. It was just crappy. You don't waste your time with it. This movie was five stars. This is a movie you should buy and watch. I think initially you should watch it once. See if you like it. See if you're intrigued. You're interested. But if you are, this is a movie you're going to see 10, 15, 20 more times. It's a fantastic movie. So, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Please visit my blog at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast at, on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.